Hello and welcome to Cooling the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. 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 Today we are talking about Neil Armstrong and the Alien Metal Library. That's not an alien genre type of music. Oh right. uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not alien metal as such, which is a shame. Because that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll explain all shortly. First, let's, let's thank some new and returning listeners. Do you think alien metal would make your ears bleed or something? Be like horribly. It's really. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing something really screechy. It could be so powerful because their bodies could be very different to ours. It might just they might strum a guitar or whatever their version of it is. And we just explode. <laughs> be, be a bit like Metal. Slayer. Then. Yeah. A bit like Slayer, then like, the effect that has on me. <laughs> My head wants to do that when I hear that yeah. shit. Fractures all the bones in your body. You're like fucking jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> you might not even be able to hear it, but you feel it. Yeah. yeah. Could be just beamed directly into your head. You might even taste it. You may even ejaculate. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> this gives you an ultimate orgasm, isn't it? It's a full body metal. orgasm. Someone's 70 odd, you're not tasting the music, feeling the music, leading over the barrier into the speakers overnight with the fact the gear is on. I've just come back from a festival for those listening. Yeah, and I saw her in the next to the house, I was like, dude, you were feeling the music. Just, you know, fist pump me, this 70 odd, you've got to be 70 odd. Presumably because he couldn't hear a fucking word you were saying anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he was like 42. And he <laughs> he just, got long he just... silver hair. He looked a bit like, like a really short version of Gandalf. Yeah, he, was, he was 42. He just had a really hard life. He <laughs> went to every rave possible. Yeah, just too many E's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's thank some new returning listeners. Sophia in Bulgaria. Watala in Sri Lanka. Islamabad in Pakistan, that's a random mm. one. Panabo in the Philippines. Fishers, Indiana in the United States, Indiana. Telford in the UK, our own town. Asheville, North Carolina. Frankfurt, our main in Germany. Manlius in New York. Nice. Romford, UK. Ljubljana in Slovenia. Perryville, Missouri. Into the top ten now, won't go on the entire ten, just a selection. Bangalore in India. Stephen is in the UK, Boardman, Oregon, London in the United Kingdom, Guadalajara in Spain. No, do number two. Oh man, Visakapatam. No. No. Visakapatam. No. Visakapatam. Oh, oh. Suppose you put that little accent on, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> and just a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the Teos Cave and the Metal Library. Uh, these are in Ecuador in the Andes Mountains. Nice. No rugby teams trapped up there at this point, <laughs> I'm assuming. Mysteries and legends everywhere in the world, and Neil Armstrong and many others tried to uncover this legend of giant's treasures in a library of metal books so big that one man cannot lift one. Are the secrets of the legends still guarded by native cultures? And many have tried to unearth the truth, but none have succeeded. So there are many accounts of modern-day tribes that still live the way that people lived in Central America many hundreds of years ago. And these tribes are so deep in the Amazon that some of them have no idea that modern-day cities technology and modern-day luxury even exist. Maybe very much like the guys on North Central Island. Yeah. Yeah. Remember this part of the story because later on it will help you understand why this legend could still be secretive and hidden. And to add to that, this library was a metal library and could still be protected by a tribe that thinks of the site as sacred. Could that be true? Or could there be modern-day natives protecting this sacred area from all outsiders that dare to venture into the Amazon? 
Now we have to look at this guy called Father Crespi. Yep, he looks a bit like Leech. Looks a bit like Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This weird wooden puppet doll with penises for arms and legs. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah. I just realised. <laughs> I don't think it is. I it's think a, it's, it's a priest just, with a penis doll. It's not. It is his arms and legs, but they just look a little phallic. <laughs> and the it's, way that he's he's doing like a ninety degree split almost, so it looks like he's just got a big doll. They gave him this doll because when they say show us on the doll where Father Crespi touched you, <laughs> it's always a penis. He plays a big part in the story because the local tribes people liked him and gave him artefacts as gifts. They gave him so many artefacts that his 60 years of being a missionary in Ecuador that he displayed them and opened a local museum for all to see. But what's so special about them and where did they come from? Well, most of all, it's the size of the artefacts he had. Oversized tablets, jewellery plates, doors, decorations, statues, pottery. And there is a lot more to this story than just the size of the artefacts. Some of them show pyramids, similar to the pyramids found in Egypt. Some also show possible godlike figures made of gold and silver, along with other materials that he had, and he had so many artefacts that may suggest to those who are studying them, it seems like almost to be a mix of cultures or an ancient people that history does not talk about. Mm. Mm. Ancient civilization, perhaps, that hasn't been discovered. Think about it, it's that deep in the jungle. We still haven't explored all the Amazon, clearly, because there's still tribes knocking around in there that we haven't found. You can't tell me that someone's been into every bit of the, the Amazon rainforests or the Andes Mountains or wherever. No. You know, so is there every chance there has been some civilization that hasn't been discovered yet? That's a or, they, or they could have been faked. Yeah. Or they could all be fake. And this guy could just be a kiddie fiddling's grift artist. He could be making them in his workshop along with his penis doll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, many professionals came to visit Father Crespi and to view his museum. Organisations like universities, church officials, professors, archaeologists, anthropologists and many more came. And many of them had theories and they are all trying to determine where the artefacts came from. Although for Father Crespi, these are the gifts from the local people he loved so much. And he spent most of his lives with the, the local people and they treated him in their old ways, showering him with metal gifts. <laughs> but in the 1960s, a fire broke out and destroyed the museum. Aww. And it's not like other treasure stories end there, but it's intriguing to follow the mystery of where are these lost artefacts. He was able to save most of them and for the next 15 or so years he stored them in rooms and the hallway of his living quarters. He kept them all safe until he died in 1982. Soon after Father Crespi's death, artefacts were robbed from his home. And they didn't show up in museums, they just vanished. Many theories have been passed on in the last 30 years, but one thing is for sure, the artefacts that were given to Father Crespi seem to be gone forever. Mm. Everything that he had just, just disappeared then. Apparently. But did he have anything in the first place? Well, this, <laughs> is, this is just... what I was about to say. They've all mysteriously disappeared. Has anybody ever seen any of them? Well, he had a little museum for a mm. while, didn't he? So. So do you think? Oh, well, yes. What well, people just nicked him and then. That's well, he it. died. Yeah, people robbed his house and. Well, yeah. All the natives took him back. All they took him back. Yeah. Like we don't want the British turning up here and stealing our yeah. shit. <laughs> that's usually what happens. But he didn't rob the penis stall. <laughs> nah, he was buried with that. <laughs> 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 
Or it could all be bollocks, it could just be tails. Mm. You know, there's okay. no evidence. There's a few photographs of him with some weird... Penis dolls. Yeah, other things. Yeah. Now, in the mid-1960s, a prospector named Juan Morkovitz... Moritz. Moritz, sorry, was trekking into the dangerous jungle of the Andes Mountains and made a discovery that caught the world's attention. He found an entrance to a massive cave, and intrigued by its wonders, he followed it further and further. The words he used were, an endless cave, to describe what he explored. After some length of time, he found a section of the cave that had man-made structures carved into the walls. He also described what he saw. The architecture was perfectly made on the walls and ceilings, and while admiring this section of the cave, he found the mother load. It was a collection of gold and silver tablets, panels, books, and more. And he believed it was all a pri- this was a priceless treasure. Or well, so, some will say a library made of gold with all the knowledge of the past. Nice. Just for the kids of today, uh, tablets, they were like generally made out of stone and they were carved onto. They're like, yeah. Not the tablets of today. Not yeah, yeah, not, yeah, we're not talking about iPads and Samsungs. <laughs> I, I just wanted to clarify that, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> what, they had them in them days, man? That is well sick! Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, he mentioned that the symbols on these artefacts and books had pictures and symbols of pyramids and more. Do the artefacts sound familiar? This metal library sounds a lot like the artefacts that Father Crespi had in his collection. But how? He had his collection around the same time that Juan found the cave. Well, there could have been more in the cave, couldn't there? Mm. Well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> Endless cave as well. Yeah. It was. Von Daniken gets involved in this. You remember Eric Von Daniken, Chariots of the Gods? Mm-hmm. He, in his follow-up, Gold of the Gods, latched onto this story. Big yeah. time. Red meat, the rim, fucking loved it. Tied in very nicely with his spate of lucrative books promoting his theories of lost civilizations and ancient astronauts. Or, as Carl Sagan put it, Von Daniken's theory that our ancestors were dummies. Because mm. he's obviously anything ever made in the past was done by aliens and not the human race. Yeah. We couldn't have possibly done any of that. Could we? Now we're idiots. We've always been idiots, yeah, clearly. We've forgotten knowledge. Yeah. That's all it is, forgotten knowledge. Because there's things now that from only from a couple of hundred years ago, we haven't got a fucking clue. How how would you do that? You'd have to you'd have to find a historian to teach you or something like that. And even then, they're dwindling, they're dying, they're dying out. And there's lots of things. Oh, you mean like somebody who's had those traditional skills and they've been passed down to them to make that yeah. stuff? Potentially, like, you, say was a, like, know, like a metal smith. Yes, a blacksmith, for blacksmith. example. So someone who can yeah. fo- make a katana with steel that's been folded two hundred times. A whole civilization's been wiped out by natural causes, natural disasters. But you think like nowadays, general, you, you wouldn't be able to just go do that. You wouldn't be able to just go make yourself a sword. Whereas two hundred years ago, you wanted to, you go make yourself a sword, or you could get one. It, Longer than two hundred years ago. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I know it's, it's within fairly recent past, yeah. but knowledge gets forgotten yeah. a lot, a hell of a lot. And that's just one tiny little example. Well, we've lost more knowledge than we've ever fucking gained, haven't yeah, we? 100%. I mean, look at the Library of Alexandria, all of mankind's ancient knowledge stored in one wonderful library that then burnt down. How much do we lose then? Yeah, how much knowledge is stored in the Vatican? How much knowledge is stored in the Vatican? Who knows, because we don't know. Do They'll never tell us? Nope. Yeah, and apparently the American government censors more than the Soviet Union did. 
doesn't surprise me. No, they do nowadays, that's a yeah. definite. I don't know what that's got to do with the... Uh, well, knowledge, isn't it? Knowledge, well, right, fair enough. Knowledge being kept from the people, isn't it? Yeah, sensory of knowledge is just as bad as forgetting knowledge, yeah. isn't it? Not being allowed to receive the knowledge. I can't wait till they start censoring you know, Dick Cheney from photos. Yeah. I don't want to look at Dick Cheney. Who? He's already disappeared. Who? <laughs> Darth Cheney. Darth Cheney. I can't, <laughs> wait start, can't wait till they start editing him out of photos and nothing like from the 1990s, early 2000s. Might be great. The problem is with Von Daniken is that he's a liar, to put it bluntly. An exaggerator. Mm. He even said in an interview in Playboy that he exaggerated certain yeah. things. And the fact remains that no one's ever going to find this again. Uh, no one's ever found this cave again. Sounds Everyone that's like... gone, they said, oh, I must be in the wrong cave. That's what Van Daniken said for years. There's a few other expeditions mounted. Oh, he must have got in the wrong cave. Must have got in the wrong cave. So now, nah, mate, there's no fucking cave. Well, Neil Armstrong went and had a look, didn't he? Is it, jo- is it on Joseph Smith, is it? From the Mormons. Sounds a bit like him, really, doesn't it? Oh, only I could see it. Oh, I just, they, they came to me, I, only I could read them. I read them, then they disappeared. <laughs> have they got sounds... pictures of this cave or not? Pictures of the cave. There's no pictures of the metal library the in the cave. Yeah. Found in the cave. Well, man made structures. In no, the cave. nothing. It's... And we're talking in the 60s, where the last like it's 79 when Cretan and Neil Armstrong 76, went. 76, I think. Okay. Well, there was plenty of photography equipment around there. There's no fucking excuse for that, is there? It's bullshit. No, no. The, the guy in the 60s, he went there and he found all this stuff. Yeah. There's Plenty yeah. of photography equipment oh, in the 60s. 60s yeah. yeah, he said that he... No excuse not to have... He says that he didn't take any pictures because his bulb had cracked or something. Or something like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, bulb shit. <laughs> <laughs> so whether you believe him or not, well, he yeah. saw them, he said, but no one else has ever been able to find it since. But Sounds Neil Armstrong like went Smith. down there so in 1976. you go on his own then? Neil Armstrong? The, the Austrian yeah. guy. Oh, he was on his own. Well, well, you'd take someone with you just for safety, wouldn't you? I think uh, the interesting different in the 60s. The interesting thing about this is that Neil Armstrong decides to either have a look at it or for it. Why? Because he's an adventurer himself, so... Well, see, he had a, he had a relation, a distant relation in Scotland, a guy called Stuart Hall. That's right, Oh, he hey, Stuart Hall, I know him well. He was like a scientist, wasn't he? He was, and he could basically send him a message, send him a letter saying... I'm going to go and look for this ancient cave of alien knowledge. Do you want to come and have a look? And Neil Armstrong went, yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, never met the guy before. But he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Which you have to love. He yeah. heard about Father's Christmas collection right. and yeah. travelled with the party to see him. It wasn't a small party either. No. And there was like a hundred people in it and included yeah. military personnel. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, along with scientists. I mean, the, the Scottish guy flew over on an RAF jet. RAF plane. Yeah. So, it had some backing from some government level somewhere, didn't it? Yeah, and it was a big thing at the time. It was caught on the news channels. Nineteen seventy-six. Okay. So, did they have some coordinates? They yeah, know they, where these caves yeah. are. They know where the caves are. But they didn't find them. Or we'll get into it. All right. So, it wasn't long until people came to the realization that points to one fact: that these artifacts must have come from a nearby area. And the local tribes knew their whereabouts because if oh, the Crespi's got them and these things are pretty big, people aren't going to lug them that far, are they? No. And they're going to know where they are. <laughs> and they're going to know where they are. 
Well, like, oh, give him some of that shit we've got in the cave. <laughs> you know what? They'd try. We'd probably be trying to fucking get a museum or something going for years because of their location and the fact they shot all the white people with arrows. They thought, hmm, it's never going to take off. Let's give it to the old guy. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> people started to research, and even though the village people, <laughs> village people, <laughs> were closed mouthed at the location of more artifacts and where they came from, people learned of a great mystery. I'm just, sorry, I've just got a vision of a fucking man. Indian, a construction worker, a biker, cave, and a cave splunking, and a cop cave splunking in all the gear. <laughs> Let's sing the song of our ancestors to cheer us up. YMCA. Was <laughs> <laughs> there a cop in the village, people, as well? I can't remember. Yes, there was a policeman, an Indian, a biker, and. Cowboy? Co- copper, cowboy. Was it a construction worker? Construction worker. Which film you watch, I guess. Yeah. Trump loves them, doesn't he? He what, the village people? He loves YMCA, doesn't he? Who doesn't love YMCA in all fairness? Have you ever been to a party and that's come on and you haven't done the dance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you haven't lived. You haven't lived. Anyway, these modern day village people know a great underground city that they have been protecting for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Or have they? Who can say? After further inquiry, people learn that the local people were not as friendly about this story and, and inquires as they thought. Those people had given the gifts to Father Crespi out of love and respect for the local tribes in one outside of Salerno at the ancient site. And when Neil Armstrong and a hundred soldiers and academics rock up in their town, I'm pretty sure they weren't very happy. They did learn, however, there was a massive cave system not far away. But was it the right cave system? Mm. Could this be the site where Father Crespi's artifacts came from? Well, after this large-scale hunt, Neil Armstrong's group did in fact find a cave system, and in this cave system they did find man-made structures, carved tunnels, rooms and more. And it was an exciting find. Newspapers and magazines wrote about the discoveries, and the world thought that a collection of artefacts from this lost civilization would be found. However, they didn't find that, or any of the lost treasure they were hoping to find, because let's face it, everyone's in it for the treasure. The cave system is large, but many think it's been explored fairly well in the last decade, although some people believe that the cave is much larger than may have been explored. Many reports have talked about the cave going on for miles and miles, versus what people are saying is only two and a half miles long, although I guess it would be very easy to lose your bearings underground. Yeah and not be good with distance. Mm. Two and a half miles would feel like a fucking long tunnel. Certainly would. Full walking, it's still going to take you an hour to walk that. That's at full speed. and You ain't walking full speed in the pitch black. So it is going to feel like a long, long way. Absolutely. Totally. Sounds like a fun place to go exploring though. Yes. Nothing has been found as we speak. (laughs) Until you find a Sasquatch living in the cave and he tears you apart. Because you just trespassed onto his little home. Hey, it's the, it's the mountains, why the hell not? <laughs> I had to bring Sasquatch in it, in it somehow. <laughs> but now, no well, certainly as in 2017, there was a Stuart Hall, wasn't it, the, the Scottish scientist? Yeah. His granddaughter is going to follow in the footsteps of his extraordinary quest to hunt for signs of aliens in uh, the jungles of South America. Uh, I just don't think it's aliens. But if these uh, tablets and books 
metal books and things like that, heavier than one man can carry. Why and what, how, who, where, when? Do you know what I mean? If, if how big are they? Is, is there any description of the size of these books that were made out of metal with alien writing all over it? We're talking about six feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about that, what else can you can your mind go to other than that's not man who's done that? That's something else that's done that. Maybe it was Sasquatch. Maybe it's the, <laughs> maybe it's their homeland. Yep, it's it's like Sasquatch Mecca. I don't know. Only I mean, a Sasquatch can open the book and read it. <laughs> yeah, because you've got to stick his he's got to stick his massively oversized hand into the book that yeah, opens up. It open, yeah, it opens like a key. Goes a bit Indiana Jones styly. That's apparently one of them. Fuck me. That's the size of a door, easily. Yeah, but that looks like very thin metal plate to me. It does look thin. I mean, it looks be... all bent. That's why he's been carried it out the bloody cave. He's had to bend it round himself and. Maybe that's one of the. Out. Yeah, but what you got to look at is that's one of maybe one of the ones they could move. Maybe that's a page. It's about six foot by three foot, isn't it? Looks like the size of your average household door. Yeah. So is that a page or a whole book? Well, I'm guessing that's just one of these giant stone tablets. I mean, mm. it's one of the metal, tablets. Metal, yeah. metal tablets, sorry. Okay. I think if they've all disappeared, yeah, and there was a fire, you know, I think that it, it, it was a cover-up because, you know... Well, they've been robbed, apparently. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of the stuff did disappear in the fire, but he managed to save a bit of it. Anything that was metal... Yeah, took it back survived. to his home, yeah, and then when he died, it got robbed, apparently. In 1982. I think the natives took it back. And they don't. We gave this stuff to him because we liked him. And we don't want anyone else having it. So he's dead now. We'll have it back. Could be that. So the could be. fucked up though. Yeah. There's like books that kind of size. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Thick metal books. If they did exist. Yeah. Who put them there? And what was the hieroglyphs or whatever that was on them? Well, that's mm. the thing. Was it just like some kind of Mayan tribe, almost one of those similar races that beyond their timing? Not if you've ever gone down like an aliens at all. Well, yeah. I know, know what you're saying. Maybe it may not have been the case they may have moved the steel in and the metal in and then engraved it all like, yeah. on site. I think what's more interesting is that Neil Armstrong went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That baffles me because well, why did Neil Armstrong go? It's not something he's. Yes, he's an academic as well as an astronaut, but this isn't his field. Maybe it was a way of bringing a little bit of publicity to his expedition to give him a bit more, maybe, credibility and funds, knowing that if he's got Neil Armstrong going, the US will be like, oh, yeah, we'll send some troops with him, no problem. Like, we, we need to protect him, he's a fucking... National he's a saint. He's a national hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there was an element of that in it. I don't know, maybe. <sighs> then again, Armstrong did work as a test pilot, remember, after he'd been to the moon and everything, so... Oh, yeah. They are all test nutter. pilots, weren't they? Nutter. Absolutely yeah. nutter. No fear whatsoever. Oh, God, no. Oh, he's got a shady look in his eye, I do. He looks dodgy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Neil yeah. Armstrong looks a bit yeah. dodgy. Yeah. He's got a bit of a dodgy look about him. Yeah. I was saying, I know I never went to the he moon. Looks <laughs> he looks smarmy as fuck. Yeah, that's what he's I'm just saying. been to, he's got to the moon, given this course, he's looking smarmy. You don't have to be smarmy about it. I though. think you do. I think you're like, <laughs> Anyone of us yeah. in this room can guess, go to the moon. Guess who's got, the moon. What's, who's got two thumbs and go on the moon? This fucking guy. Yeah, but do you know what? 
we know more about the moon than we know about under our own fucking ocean. And I've fucking driven a submarine under the ocean, so Neil Armstrong. <laughs> you just did a pissing contest with Neil Armstrong. Yeah. 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 Pete, how much of that ocean did you see? None of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I stood on top of it when we were coming up the River Clyde. You know, they don't put they put portholes in submarines. No. No. The amount of people that ask, like, and, and, oh, what do you see out the windows? There ain't any fucking windows. <laughs> Jesus. I think Neil Armstrong's still got your pen, no, though, of course, he has. of course he has. <laughs> but no, he does look smarmy. That, that's all, like, he, he just... Yeah, because he's chuffed. He looks like he's keeping a secret. Yeah. <laughs> like aliens on the dark side of the moon. Oh, maybe he's haunted by the aliens on the dark side of the moon. That's what it is. It's a haunted look. It's not I've seen some shit, man. They're asking him to smile, and he's trying to smile, but he's like, I'm too haunted. The things I've seen... Mm. <laughs> <I'll> smile. <laughs> what you can't see is the CIA agent's gun just yeah. shot. <laughs> to the side of him. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to go again. She, well, she went, yeah, and they didn't in. find anything. Yeah, they didn't find <laughs> Not in the cave structure. Yeah, they went down there for a bit and they, they found obviously the cave structure, but nothing, not of this metal light. Well, did they expect it to have reappeared in 30 years or something? Maybe they were looking in the wrong cave. It hasn't all been explored to see, mm. It's a massive structure. Now, that's the thing. So, the one that the prospector went down, right, could have been just, he could have just stumbled across that somehow. Yeah, it could have been a nearby entrance that they haven't seen and... Yeah, you don't know, maybe cave. it's overgrown since, so there's been a rock slide. Oh, so there could have been a cave so the, in. There could have been something there. Yeah, maybe there was another little shoot off that had been caved in and you didn't even know it was there. Let's face it, you probably wouldn't put all your gold treasure and big steel metal library plates just on display in the main door, would you? It's no. going to be hidden right at the back They're gonna, of the depth. It's valuable the stuff, they're going to stick it somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe the cave systems change all the time, don't they? There's cave-ins, big things get waterlogged. Mine is going dynamite. Like you say, or as you say, this prospecting's too clear, everything fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> Got a team said. of blokes in there. Yeah. Who knows, the yeah. prospector didn't just come back and nick it all. Yeah, and he said, look, there's loads of great stuff down there, knowing that he's taking it all away. <laughs> come here, Eric Von Daniken. <laughs> Let me oh, tell you about these alien I've plates. It, all. it was too heavy to carry, I couldn't carry it all. Not well, my eight mates could, but I didn't tell them that bit. <laughs> yeah. I do find it interesting that Armstrong went, and I have a theory. Oh. I think an experience on the moon with extraterrestrials caused Armstrong to become a very closet believer in ETs and wanted to try and find some actual proof. Yeah, so he jumps at the chance. Mm. He's heard of an alien metal library hidden in a cave. Yeah. Back yeah. of the stories I've been wanting to tell for 40 years. Or yeah. And maybe they did find something, but they told the world that they found nothing. Mm. That's it, this uh, mission, Armstrong's mission, yeah. certainly had a military element to it. Yeah. Why are you taking soldiers to go cave spelunking? Exactly, yeah, I thought it was a bit OTT. Mm. It's not just, oh, I've got no money, we're going it's on an expedition. It's not so much that, it? it's the expedition to get to these caves going through these tribal areas that they don't know they need protection because the amount of adventurers that went missing in the jungles and things like that because they'd either been eaten by a tiger or some you know what I mean or like some kind of fucking jaguar or whatever because not tigers because yeah. that's the wrong continent but or it's to keep other people and the journalists at bay 
Well, they, they dodgy going on, they're being secretive. Well, they take out all the stuff and yeah. transport it to where they need to go, and then they say, look, we found nothing. But there is reasoning for them to have yeah, okay, there is. the guards with The them. security. So, But I, then again, why... I'm not saying that's, this is how it is, it's just I'm offering up a theory. Oh, yeah, why brilliant. have them flown over our UK military jet? Mm-hmm. Why have the American presumably fly Armstrong down? Well, I suppose Armstrong's a member of the military at this point. But well, maybe that was a bit of a pissing contest almost. The soldiers were American. Yeah. Why weren't they Ecuadorian? Why not use local soldiers who know the terrain? Because they know not too much. Because they're going <laughs> to take all... Maybe because they know where that stuff is and they're going to take it. Yeah, rub them off. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I, I don't know. I, I and Armstrong's like, no, I want the people to know the truth about aliens. He's been held back and he's like, and they're like, where are you going to take this stuff anyway? It's going to be examined by top, top men. men. <laughs> and that's who? Top men. And then it's just, you just see a warehouse yeah. full of crates and it's been wheeled into that. Alien metal library stamped on the side. Yeah. <laughs> One big box at the back. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Mm. Or it could be a load of bollocks. Could be. It could have just been. Did you find anything in that cave? No, I didn't find fuck all. You boring bastard. Oh, that's not going to make a story. Next person he came to. No, did you find anything in that cave? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Too big to carry, though. Yeah. Mm. Massive they were. Huge. Yeah, I couldn't fit it in my pocket, so I had to leave it. Yeah. Loads of it, though. You know what I mean? Could you be one of them? Could be. There could have been a Timmy on board. On that, on that expedition. Come here. But it's just dodgy as fuck. What is Neil Armstrong doing? Soldiers and shit case spelunking in Ecuador. He's an astronaut, isn't he? Yeah. His, his, his degrees are like mechanical and aerodynamics yeah, and stuff that's like that. Like not saying Usain Bolt couldn't play for a professional football team in Australia because he was a, he was just a sprinter. Mm-hmm. Do you and know he, what I mean? You can still fucking have other interests. Yeah, you can. You can. Or it could have been the aliens that he met on the moon told him about this metal library and where to find it. That's also a possibility. Seven years to prep the mission, I don't know, a bit long I suppose, but... Oh, you've oh. Got to, you've got to wait. Maybe you've just been waiting for someone to go mm. back so he can jump on it, because if he goes, it looks too... If he just spends it out of nothing, it yeah, looks dodgy. it'll be... It'll be what like, are you doing that for? But if he's like, oh, I'm just tagging along. I've cracked it. Maybe he was like an alien insider. Maybe he's actually an alien himself. It wasn't him that came back off the moon. It was a doppelganger. Well, that's a possibility, like the film Oblivion. He's an alien doppelganger, and he knew the location all along because it was his race that put them there. And And he was sent to make sure the party didn't find it. He made sure he didn't lead them down the right cave. He was, oh, no, we don't want to turn left. No, 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 it's this way. (laughs) Yeah, I've... Figured it. What was that explosion, Neil? No, nothing, nothing. He just sealed the cave off. <laughs> was that a cave in? No, 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 no. All right, military involvement. I think sending soldiers and flying them over in military jets to go and look at this, I think, is a bit iffy, isn't it? Well, I just think it's a sign of involvement with governments having an interest, because if there is potentially alien artefacts, Obviously, there was some government backing. The Scottishman that organised it probably got some kind of funding for the expedition. Could have done. And then, well, if there's military jets flying them over there, I'd assume that the government's are putting some money in. 
Yeah. But would they just go on a hunch like that, or...? Well, maybe there is more to it. Mm. Maybe there is more to the the Neil Armstrong connection with it. Maybe they're the ones that robbed the stuff at that old priest flat when he died. <laughs> the government. The yeah. The American government. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bumped him off. Maybe they did. <laughs> maybe allies as we are, like they don't mind helping and sharing a little intel now and then and things like that, so... I can't see the US government letting that old country get any of the artefacts in the first place if they knew about it with the Neil Armstrong oh, no, no. moon connection and all that, like, you know. Now, I was thinking about the artefacts thing was before the moon. Yeah. Okay. And he was been given them in the 60s, the mid-60s that museum burned down. Yeah, yeah, so he'd been given them way earlier, yeah. way, way, way earlier. Like, Second World War yeah. prior to that, probably. Because he was an old dude, wasn't he, when yeah. he died in 1982. you got to remember as well, they could have had they could have had alien stuff from fucking 1947 at least. It might not be alien, it could just be ancient civilization. Have me been preaching for 60 years? Something like that. I think that's what it said, 60 odd years. You've been a, a missionary. So, he was 70, late 70s, 80s when he died then. You never know in that climate though. Do you? Mm. Well, he went 30, was he? He wasn't 30. No, he had a big white beard. <laughs> well, he was definitely in his 70s. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah. He was an old guy, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, but he, put him, he probably started preaching before the First World War or around that kind of period. No, it was 1980 something when he died. It would have been 1982. He would have been out there from the 50s, wouldn't he? If he'd been preaching for 60 years. Well, 60 years, so 30 years. If he'd been yeah. preaching, yeah. he'd been preaching since the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, that's, that was where my maths like, was going. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, why are the military, certainly, or the government or the military, just so interested in what's in these caves? Mm. Maybe it goes back to Apollo 11 then. Yeah, maybe well, it I does. think there, there's got to be some connection there, or mm. this is our theory, there's some connection there. Maybe, maybe Armstrong saw some hieroglyphs on the moon and he's going along as an expert advisor to see if they match up. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah. But there also were a few bizarre accounts of the crew having potentially experienced UFOs on Apollo 11. One of these instances occurred on the last day of the approach to the moon when Aldrin, Armstrong and Michael Collins, the forgotten man... Who? <laughs> exactly. He was the loneliest man in the world. He was the loneliest man in the universe, in the solar system at that point, yeah. I think. And the two astronauts spotted what they first assumed to be a stage of the Saturn V rocket called the SIVB. When they called to Houston to ask if that was the case, Houston told them the SIVB had been detached a while ago and was 6,000 miles away. Oh, no way. You could also put that down to the sun catching it, glinting, the thing spinning. Maybe. That's a possibility. Although Armstrong said it was just far away enough he couldn't make out the object shape, the other astronauts debated whether it was shaped like a cylinder or an L-shaped open book. So that's interesting. An open book? The metal library? Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Another strange report claims to be a transcript between Armstrong and Aldrin witnessing extraterrestrial spacecraft and structures once they exited the Lunar Module Eagle. Now on the footage it goes dark for two minutes, doesn't it? Cuts out. Yes. And the radio. And the radio. There's two minutes where apparently the radio cut out and somebody apparently thinks that they recorded or heard what they were saying what because they were saying the, they went someone else picked up the transmission up 
Yeah. And this is what was actually cut from the... See, every astronaut had at least two or three radio channels. One direct to NASA. There'll be at least one going to a doctor. Because if you start feeling a bit weird on the moon, he's going to go, oh, abort the mission then, isn't he? Yeah. Also, the effects of their monitoring their heart rates and things like that, all from the suits, and it's all being relayed back to Earth. Apparently, this is now the lost conversation. The lost conversation of Apollo 11. These, those are giant things. No, 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 that, this is not an optical illusion. No one's going to believe this. So this is when they just landed on the moon. Yeah. NASA, what, what, what? What the hell is happening? What's wrong with you? Apollo 11, they are here under the surface. NASA, what's there? Interference... Emission interrupted interference control calling Apollo 11. Apollo 11, we saw some visitors. They were here for a while observing the instruments. NASA, repeat your last information. Apollo 11, I say that there are other spaceships. They're lined up on the other side of the crater. <gasps> Apollo 11, let us send this orbiter in, in 625 to 5, automatic relay connected. My hands are shaking so badly I can't do anything. Film it. God, if those damn cameras have picked up anything, what then? NASA, have you picked up anything? Apollo 11, I didn't have any film at hand. Three shots of the saucers or whatever they were, were ruining that film. They were ruining the film. NASA, <laughs> control, control here. Are you on your way? Why is the uproar with the UFOs over? Apollo 11, they've landed there. They are here. There they are and they're watching us. NASA, the mirrors, the mirrors have you set them up? Apollo 11, yes, they're in the right place. But whoever made those spaceships surely can come tomorrow and remove them over and out. That is from a ham radio operator who allegedly picked it up. There's been a few people have come out and said very similar things with transcripts, but we can't prove it. Now, all you can say is they had private channels, that maybe the one to the doctor wasn't as well encrypted, maybe it wasn't that secure, maybe it sounds like they're having communication issues according to that transcript. Well, you know for a fact. In them days, there was plenty of, like, you kind of pirate operated radio stations and things like that that could have quite happily found ways to get into their bloody radio waves. And yes, you are. You are. I'm surprised the, the Russians were all over it. Yeah. We did an episode called Lost Cosmonauts. Yes, I was just about to say that. Um, and these two Italian brothers picked up all sorts of radio signals from, from Russian spacecraft, some purporting to like sort of be the death of Russian cosmonauts in space. It's, a really, it's one of my favourite conspiracy theories, and I probably think it's true, that the Russians didn't really give too much of a shit when it came to sending people into the grinder. So they're like, yep, yeah, get another rocket built, send up Sergei next week. Let's yeah. see if it works this time. Yeah. Possible. Wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me because they were that desperate to get the lead on the Americans, same as the Americans were that desperate to get the lead on them. And it's all to do with nuclear weapons. Whoever can get a rocket to the moon has got the best intercontinental ballistic yeah. missile to stick your warhead on top, haven't they? Yeah. That's what it boils down to. It backs up Pete's point. There's a lot of amateur, what do you call them? Amateur radio enthusiasts. Yeah. Knocking about. Mm. And especially if they know that they're going to be landing on the moon. Well, they're all going to be on it, aren't they? <laughs> of course they are. They know the exact time and date. They're going to yeah. be there, aren't they, listening? Yeah. So maybe someone did pick something up, and maybe this is what they picked up. And how many of those were silenced? And then the, the odd well, few... Just, did it even be silenced, do they? You just say, oh, is it the conspiracy theorists? And oh, yeah, just call them a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah. But... 
Or they sent the men in black round. This would explain why Neil Armstrong then, on hearing about an alien metal library, having all over it, like seen aliens on the moon, having been yeah. the first person to have proper contact with aliens, yeah. really, then could be. That's the thing. Maybe there was hieroglyphs on these buildings he saw, and they went, you know what? We've only got one. Well, we can't send Buzz. He's too much of a live wire. We'll send Neil. He's more sensible. We've got him trained well. Yeah. <laughs> Buzz is a live wire, though. I mean, for fuck's sake. He punched some dude a few years back for not for te- calling him a liar when he got on the moon. Buzz is like in his 80s now, punched this journalist. <laughs> can't believe Buzz Lightyear is nearly 80. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, the other one, sorry. Aldrin. Aldrin. Yeah. Some just sold his soul to the devil. Guy called Buzz go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> when I was Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, question time, you know, recording, and I was watching a conspiracy about whether the moon landings were totally fake. Mm. And they do look a bit sketchy on it when they're asking questions and just like, you know, they've been given sort of rehearsed lines to say. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. What I would say to that is, how old was that? Was it not long after they came back? Yeah. Then they would have had a script because that technology is like top secret. Yeah. So they'd have been like, what they could go into and what they couldn't would have been... Yeah, but it just all felt really uncomfortable. Well, that's what they have just spent like... Because remember, they didn't just get out the eagle and just... Not back to life. They had to spend like three months in a quarantine. In quarantine. Mm. So they just spent like the last three months and a week or yeah, so. There's a picture of Nixon isn't there in front of them. Then they're in the quarantine thing waving, and yeah. Nixon's outside. Yeah. So they just spent three months with the same two guys. <laughs> I'd be a bit twitchy. Why were they in quarantine for three months? Just to make sure they didn't bring anything back with them from the moon. Yeah, it's Sorry, just standard safety precaution. Three months, I think that's a bit long. I don't, I don't know how long it was, Ben says three. I don't know. I'm sure it was at least, I'm sure it was a bit. It was definitely, if you... Well, I think it's in a photograph of them in this little capsule and... Nixon stood outside, give him a wave. <laughs> <laughs> God, he looks awkward. Yes, my puppets have done well. <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> so, all coming out of bollocks. They're all we made up. I like to think this is real. I like to think this is real. Whether it is or not, I don't know, and that's the beauty of it. You can't say it is or isn't. I like to think it is. I like to think the aliens are there watching, because it's a big thing then. You've got, well, humans are going to go and try and land on the moon in a bit. No, they've been keeping, they've been keeping that, allegedly, if you go in for it. If you believe that all the UFO stories are true, they've been watching us since, certainly with more of an interest since we got the A-bomb. And they're like, oh, go to another planet, are they? Let's have a look. Let's just have a look what they're doing. So you think they're living on the other side of the moon, some of them, or are they just they they just watch us? They from could be another, living inside the moon. But they watch us from another planet. They're just watching us and and reporting back to their their system or whatever. Well, the moon could be an artificial sort of scout base. Yeah. Keeping an eye on us. It is um, sort of Death Star. There is a possibility it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Even NASA will say that. There is a possibility the moon is hollow. Because it rings. Like a bell. Okay. It might be an alien moon base. Might be a Death Star. Maybe there's a moon base on the dark side of it. Look, if you want to keep Maybe there's on a planet, what better way than to hide inside of an artificial sort of looking moon that circles the, the planet? 
every day. Oh, yeah. Continuously. Oh, man, imagine being one of the aliens on the moon and just like looking down the earth as soon as like the first city started getting lit up by electricity. You go, wow, those monkeys are onto something. <laughs> they finally figured out electricity. Be like having your own Civ game. Yeah, it would, uh, wouldn't it? I was playing that the other day, actually. Pleasure. The original. It's a classic. What? Civilization. Oh, yeah. And they'd send, you know, aliens down every now and then to mix amongst us to see what we're, you know, what we're really about. Mutilate some cows, throw some hoes. Yeah. Probe a redneck. Mutilate a cow. Maybe they've just got a taste for the rednecks. Maybe. Because they're like, you know, they come across a bit crazy. Maybe that's why. Because they're like, well, no one's going to believe these fucking rednecks. So (laughs) we'll look up these thicko people that's their intention and I don't mean that that's what they're seeing I'm not saying all, that's what actually all, is compared to <laughs> compared to the aliens Pete we're all thickos uh, well that's what I mean but they're yeah, they're no one's going to believe Florida man we've seen the internet yeah. <laughs> they yeah. see the rednecks and think well, no one's going to believe them right should we call it a day and have some fucked up facts yes let's yeah. do that theme tune please facts facts, facts fucked up facts 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 Facts, facts, facts. Okay. St Paul's Cathedral costs nearly £750,000 to build. That seems fairly cheap. Yeah. Uh, Is that in today's money? No, that was in then money. Oh, right, that's quite expensive then. What's that in today's money? Does it tell us? Yeah, £88 million. (laughs) That still seems fairly cheap. Yeah. £88 million. Yeah, it's the same and it took to construct Brent Civic Centre. Do you know what though? There's houses that go for that. There's like (laughs) mansions that go for that. So that's actually fairly good. I'd just Uh so if I won the Euro millions, right, hundred and fifty million or whatever stupid man it is, I'm just gonna put eighty eight million aside and go, right, I'm gonna build me a cathedral (laughs) house. You'd never get it built for that much, that's the point. No, no way. Just buy the new one. Yeah. Buy the one that's already there for eighty-eight million. Doesn't cost to make you fuckers. Only <laughs> cost seven hundred and fifty thousand. Come well, on, you make. You can profit. move all these dead heroes out the way of here too. And King, I'm not sleeping in the same room as Nelson. <laughs> where, where can I stick me bathroom? <laughs> well, actually, tell you, I didn't know what at Westminster. Oh, than St Paul's. I don't know who's in St Paul's. That is mad, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, you'd never be able to build it for that cost nowadays. Oh god, no! I mean, how much did it take? How much did it take to build Wembley Stadium? Two hundred million, something like that. And that's far less impressive than a cathedral. Of course. Mm. Well, most of it's just grass. Yeah. Tell you a little yeah. stand around it. That's it. They're only doing a ring. Like concrete. They're only doing a ring, aren't they? So. <laughs> All it is is some seats around a field. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> Do that with a park bench. You just saw it out. You can pick up mansions loads cheaper than that these days, Pete. I, I know, but my point is there's like footballers and that that like, live in mansions that are worth like 100 million and things like that, so. Never. Yeah. I'd rather have a cathedral house. Damn right, I'm going to do it. If I, if I win the Euro Millions, I am building a castle. But, but instead of a castle, it might look like a, th- a small cathedral now. <laughs> I'm still going to keep the moat. What you want is a fortress monastery. You're building it next to Ben's pyramid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, is he going to win the Euro Millions the week before? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we can't have a fucking next to each other. It'll be a pissing contest. <laughs> Who's going to have the tallest fucking monument? 
me, obviously. Yeah, well, then I'll have to keep. But basically, we'll just both bankrupt ourselves building <laughs> giant monuments, <laughs> just massive follies. And then the, when you finish building, someone could just put a flag up anyway. I'm higher. <laughs> yeah. I'll get an extendable one. So he puts <laughs> his flag up. I'll be like, oh, I got my telescopic flag. <laughs> you stole me a plan. <laughs> I whispered it to Claire. <laughs> I could have a giant pole that reaches to space. <laughs> All right, now we're going a bit too far. <laughs> Tethered to a balloon on the edge of the atmosphere. Because you befriended Elon Musk. That's right. Because <laughs> I said he can be buried in my pyramid. How do we get onto that? <laughs> Next fucked up fact. Cathedral, yeah. <laughs> Still cheaper half the price. Yeah. I'll have three. <laughs> Before the invention of rubber condoms, oh God. Japanese men used condoms made of tortoise shell. What? Oh. Wowzers. So they basically put in a fucking dildo okay. over their dick. That explains yeah. the pixelated penises. But then, how would they get any pleasure? I don't know. It's like hard shell, isn't it? Yeah. I've oh. heard of them using sheep guts before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Bladders, that's, that's like just sheep, bladders, goats' yeah. bladders. Well, that's just a sausage. Yeah. And if you're not well, you should take it out of the sheep first. That's a sausage <laughs> skin, isn't it? You just use a sausage skin. Yeah, pretty Thick much. sausage skin. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine saying to the wife, save the sausage skin for later, love. Better than a crisp packet. That's <laughs> made true. Oh, I've known people to use one. If you're really poor, you eat it at the end. Oh. <laughs> what? Just, just added protein. Just sausage skin with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Fry it up, love it. A bit like uh, crispy bacon. Yeah, it's for the time, like. That's rank. <laughs> I don't think they were so bad off their eating sausages filled with juice, Claire. I mean, things, times are tough, but I don't think they... <laughs> I know in like Unless it happened in the potato famine. I know in ye olden days in this country we had reusable condoms and things like that. They were made from like some kind of fabric and shit, weren't they? I've yeah, like dipped in wax. Yeah, or something. yeah. There was like early condoms here. I've seen it in a. I can't remember if it was a museum or on a program. A ye olde porn film. <laughs> <laughs> it was a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> it went there and wow, wow. Yeah, it was all an orchestra behind him as it was playing a symphony. It wasn't that kind of, <laughs> oh, wow. It was more, he took his top hat kept his top hat on for the fucking she shows her ankle and they danced whilst touching hands then it takes him three hours to get her out of the various layers of petticoats she's wearing and then they get down to the chastity belt oh bugger he blows it off with a pistol with a muzzle loading pistols <laughs> Blows the lock off and shatters a pelvis. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he carries on like a trooper with a stiff <laughs> And she Stop lies there. Running away. And she lies there and thinks of England. <laughs> oh, I'm getting turned on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Downtown Abbey. <laughs> 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 Downtown Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Abbey's the girl you win, obviously. Abbey, you gotta go. 
do that at the end. <laughs> Not Downton Abbey. This is Downtown Abbey. No, Downtown Abbey just locks it up the arse. <laughs> uh, sounds like my ex. <laughs> Joke. That was probably horribly misogynistic. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> Next fact. Yeah, go on then. Before I dig myself up on a school grave. I can't even remember what the last fact was. <laughs> the Japanese men using tortoise shells as condoms. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Tangent. <laughs> Penguins alter their accents to sound like their friends. <laughs> I see you do it, eh? <laughs> Scottish penguins. Yeah. You know what, weirdly... Penguins I, in the have Highlands. You, have you ever had wondering accent syndrome? Was that what in the sense your accent changes? When you saw, I, I've had it. I've been speaking to. I was at Reading Festival back in 1999, and I was talking to these Irish people at the bar for about three hours. Whether or not I couldn't get rid of them or they couldn't get rid of me, either way, we kept on buying beer. And by the end of it, I found myself having an Irish tilt to my voice. <laughs> and it wasn't taking a piss or I was really drunk. It just, I just started to speak like them. Yeah. And it, it's a thing, it does happen. I've probably had about ten accents in my life. There you go. So I can believe it. Moving, moving around, mm. 100%. Yep. I've had a bloody Welsh accent. I've had a yep. northern accent, southern accent. I haven't had Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Next fact. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Can anyone guess what percent of the Earth's surface is built on? Probably not that much, actually. It's about 8% or something stupid. 8%. I'm going to go, like, 4. 4. Oh, I was thinking 3. Claire's closest. 1%. Oh, man. And look how much we fucked it up with just 1%. <laughs> it's Jeez. impressive, isn't it? My God, that's impressive. It's like George yeah. Best and a new liver. Yeah. Does that include farmland and things like that? No, I don't think so. It's not built on, is it? Exactly, so... We own a lot more than that. Basically, just think of anything that's concrete, I guess. Yeah. Anything that's got a road. Yeah. Any house, any build, any building, isn't it? Any yeah. building. Mm. So we yeah, one percent. Oh, that's not that bad, I suppose. We we got room for another few billion yet. <laughs> yeah, most of the surface of the world is water anyway, isn't it? So yeah. Start building loads of sea lands. Yeah. Probably gonna happen. I was discussing that with somebody the other day. Talking about tidal erosion mm. and all sorts, and how people's houses are like slipping into the, yeah, you know, yeah, right, the yeah. coast, and what you know they can't get insured. I was like, well, what you, what are they going to do? They could, have, they, you know, they have to put their house on stilts, or they can't sell the house because no one's going to want to buy it. What are they going to do? Take it down, brick by brick, and move it fifty yards back. I think it's when Every they bought. Ten years or yeah, like when that. they bought the house, it was like they had like twenty feet of garden. Yeah, yeah. And then like, twenty years later, they decided, like, like, yeah, you've already got another six months here. Yeah, that's what's happening. Four feet left. Oh no! <laughs> now, my garden's got. You can be good when you can't put your sun lounger out at the back anymore, wouldn't you? No, but if you bring, build yourself a sea land, you know, you then own a bit of land and a bit of sea, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. then it would just be the, that bit of sea, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. As the coast eroded. Stilts are the way forward on those kind of situations. Yeah, we're gonna to have to put some bloody big stilts all the way down from the. It's gonna to have to be then to big the seabed, blocks, yeah. isn't it? It's not, you know. Yeah, I've seen pictures of French farmers like in like the nineteenth century or something on stilts. All of them on stilts. Oh, because the fields. Yeah. Have to be kept wet. Yeah. And, and they're doing the farming like on fucking stilts. Well, weird. That's the French for you. <laughs> well, yeah. Weird people. 
This is a weird fact, I'm finishing this one. Batman once had an enemy called Hatman. Hatman. You know what? Doesn't surprise me. He was obsessed with stealing headwear. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing is that? <laughs> Did he like beat him up in that? Probably. <laughs> yeah, he just beat the shit out of him all the time, imagine. Whack! Bang! Kapow! Put him in the modern day, put him in a modern day Batman film, get Hatman in there. <laughs> just some guy with like several different hats who Batman beats the fuck him up. Just yeah, some kind of Oscar Wilde kind of person. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Hatman, you'll never catch me. Like, and then the battle yeah, burns to the wall. He, he takes his hat off and puts it all on, you'll never catch me. <laughs> now I'm somebody else. <laughs> And then the Batmobile bursts to the wall behind him and Batman just strolls and he starts beating the shit out of him. Oh no, Batman foiled again! Oh, I didn't know it was me! <laughs> Leave uh, roll for me, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Who makes Batman films? We'll get Tim Burton back. Tim Burton, if you're out there, make a new Batman film, I'll be happy. Batman versus Hatman. <laughs> I'll kick Batman's ass for a, for a couple of mil, no problem. <laughs> Somehow, Tom, think you're gonna get that You can beat me in the end, not a problem. No, I've got like super ninja hat powers. Would you gain the powers of every hat that you wear? Yeah. yeah. If you're wearing a top hat, you mean you become an expert pistol duelist. Yeah. You're yeah. wearing some kind of Native American headdress, all of a sudden you're a great shot with a bow and arrow. Precisely. So maybe oh, it's wow. gonna go down a very racial stereotype <laughs> profile this film, isn't it? I put I put on a, a police helmet and I'm really good at beating people up that are innocent. This film's touching on a lot of problems in society that I don't think we should necessarily touch on in a Batman film. <laughs> Oh, so um, it's risque, isn't it? You know? It is, but you know, <laughs> it's a Batman film. Let's <laughs> just keep it simple. It's for the kids. No, no, it's not for the kids. I do think Hatman could be a good yeah. enemy for Batman. If you wear a Pope's hat, is it not for the kids? <laughs> <laughs> what if you put Batman's hat on? Uh, I, I guess he'd become would he Batman. Like, would he be Hat Batman? Bat Hatman? I, I think he'd just become Batman. <laughs> he'd get all of Batman's powers. Which are numb. No, he hasn't got any powers. He'd learn to fight like a ninja. Uh, ninja yeah. He's a ninja, remember? He's yeah. one of the best martial artists on the planet. He's a nobody without his money. He's one of the best martial artists on the planet and he's a super genius. Yeah, without his money though, he would have got had nothing, would he? He wouldn't have been Batman, would he? He only got where he was because of the money that mummy and daddy left. Well, there is that. And you know, a lot of the films are basically Batman beating up poor people who have no other choice but to resort to crime. Yeah, because Thomas like, Wayne is a billionaire, he's hoarding all the money. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little bit like the anti the anti uh, Robin Hood, isn't he? See, in fact, he's, his dad caused him his own son to be a vigilante yeah, because then, he's hoarding all the wealth. He beats up all the the, the poor to but, feed the rich. But look, at, let's take Batman and Robin for example. Poison Ivy wants to save the planet. What's Batman do? Gets Batgirl to beat her up. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze wants to reverse climate change. Batman beats him up. Yeah. It's like, no, my. Wait, do you know how much climate change. Do you know how much Wayne Enterprises was once over climate change and rainforest depopulation? Yeah. <laughs> the Penguin just wanted to steal the firstborn kids. That's all he wanted to do! <laughs> yeah, Batman beat him up. The Joker wants to put a smile on everybody's face. Batman beats him up. <laughs> but think of it. But take the supervillains out. Take the main guys out of it. Right? When they're all locked up in Arkham, what's Batman doing? He's out on the streets in the shitholes of Gotham, 
Right, some blokes just stole a loaf of bread to feed his, feed his starving family. Out swoops the dark knight, breaks his kneecaps, now he can't work, can't pay a medical bill, he's even more in debt. Probably just die on the street. And if his dad just, he's always crippled for life. And if his dad just paid his taxes, he wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the poor security guard at Lex Luthor Enterprises who's pulling an extra shift to get Christmas money. Just guarding the room that Batman wants something from. Before you know it, your back's broken. Can't work again. He only went in for overtime. You just you just a guy with a family and a house and a mortgage. You just happened so happened to work for Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's Superman, isn't it? It, it all crosses over. Oh, it does, yeah. It's the same universe, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's all crosses over. It's no life being a henchman, is it? Not even just, yeah, but I, I'm not talking like yeah, uniformed henchmen. I'm not talking like goon snack. henchmen. I'm just talking like security guard working the gate on the on the warehouse or something. He gets his neck broke. He gets his neck broke by Batman just because he's happens to work, take a paycheck yeah. from Lex Luthor. Mm. He's got no knowledge of any of the evil plans. No, no, sorry, got to break that guy's spine. Yeah, it's not like he's in all, in all the fucking... He, he it's not like he's in the Legion of Doom meeting, is it? Yeah. He knows fuck all. All he knows is he gets paid each week for standing at the gate for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, he opens a barrier for Mr. Luther every now and again. Yeah. That's that's it. That's Harsh. Presses the buttons, Mr. Luther, you, know what? you have a guest. Who is it? It's such a, uh, let him in. You know what? Still fucking love Batman, though. I definitely want to see Batman vs. Hatman. Who doesn't? Me. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to be in it. I want to be Hatman. I like to think that Hatman's dressed like a French mime. I'll do that. I don't mind. I don't I'd, like to see, I'd like to see Batman beat the fuck out of a French mime. I don't mind wearing spandex. <laughs> White and black striped spandex. Are oh, you joining Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a French mime. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> on that bombshell, <laughs> I'm Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. Oh, and follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Ball in the Post of the Apocalypse, YouTube Apocalypse Ball, and we are on most podcasting platforms as Cutting the Ball in the PTA. Although I'm SoundCloud is probably the best one to find us on. I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Please cast me as Hatman. Come on, let's do it. Petition. <laughs> Batman, Hatman. <laughs> I'm Hatman. It has a ring to it. <laughs> Can't sound like Batman. I'm Hatman. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll get away with that. I know. That's what I was thinking. Right. I'm Hatman. No. <laughs> no. No, Mr. Garrison, do Mr. Garrison. Hey, Mr. Hat. <laughs> do you sound like Mr. Garrison talking to Mr. Hat? What if Hatman's just actually got Mr. Hat? Oh, yeah, I like that. That could be it. Could be Mr. Yeah. We'll work Mr. on it. Mr. Hat tells me to be, be like, you know, criminal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you are a criminal mastermind, but you're running through the, the guise of. Little hat man who sits on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice. Yes, that's the voice. That's what you need to sound like you're from, you're a Louisiana Cajun lawyer from the 1920s. That is it. That's the voice. <laughs> what are we gonna do today, then, little hat man? <laughs> you want to go rub a bank? Do you? <laughs> no, you got camp now. <laughs>
<laughs> Wanna go rob a bank? How do you? <laughs> That's more camp. <laughs> we'll get it, we'll sort uh, it, trust me. We'll, you we'll, eat we'll, it, you'll, you'll get it again. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.